Hello there, my name is Brad and we are Grace Teaching today. Welcome to podcast. Remember over on Facebook, my wife and I are Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries, so you're welcome to come on over and join us over there as well. We're talking about the Creator and Heaven. How do they tie together? Well, we know the Creator, scientists and physicists, they tell us this deep unsettling truth. They say stuff is made of nothing, or almost nothing, held together by glue, lots of glue. You know, scientists don't know what holds an atom together, but we do, don't we? The Bible tells us it's Jesus. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we read, it says, the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God made the whole world through his son. God has spoken to us again through his son. He made the whole world through his son. And he has chosen his son to have all things. The writer of Hebrews writes in chapter 1, verse 2. Also, the writer of Hebrews writes in chapter 1, verse 3, Christ is the exact representation of God, the Father having the same nature. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining sustaining all things by His powerful Word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Knowing that Christ is God and has all the attributes of God aids our understanding of Jesus as the Creator. The Apostle Paul wrote about this mystery in Colossians 1.16 and verse 17. He says, all things were created by Christ. Christ created everything in heaven and on earth. Christ created everything that could be seen and everything that cannot be seen. Christ created kings, powers, rulers, and authorities. Everything was created by Christ and for him. Now Christ existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. You know, the uh, mankind, we were, we were created to live dependent upon our Creator, not independently from Him. If we refuse dependence upon Christ, we're going to be forced to depend upon Satan and the things of this world for meaning and purpose in life. Meaning and purpose to life are the two questions that all of us have. We finally get the answers to those questions when we're born again. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? We know the answers to those questions if we're born again. The Bible tells us to all who received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God gave us the right to be called children of God. So our identity, folks, is not what we do. 
It's not our religious preference, but it's our spiritual birth in Christ. Why are we here? Well, Paul gives us the answer to that. He says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, which is your holy and pleasing spiritual act of worship. So Christ died for us so he could give his life to us so he could transmit his life through us. You see, we're now one spirit with him, participating with him, with that very life. So that's what it means to be dependent on him. Jesus gave us our need for dependency on him as well. In John 15, 5, we read, he is the vine, we are the branches. If a man abide in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Remember, the word abide means to live in. If you're in Christ today, you live in him and he lives in you. We're one spirit continuously. So it's not a work, it's a trust. And in Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says, when we're absent from these bodies, we are present with the Lord in a new body, as we'll see. The earth, the universe, heaven, and everything is held together by Jesus. Did you know that? Did you know that even an unbeliever is held together by Jesus and Jesus is in the center of them? Now, they're not born again, but an unbeliever is held together by Jesus. An unbeliever is not in Christ. It's only in Christ. You know, the... uh, before Christ, remember, we were spiritually dead, separated from God. It's only in Christ do we get the right to be called children of God. You know, there are many stars in our galaxy alone. How many are there? I did a little research on this. Did you know that our sun is only one of a hundred billion stars in our galaxy? That's 15 zeros, if you want to know how many zeros that is. 100 billion stars in our galaxy alone. And there are billions of galaxies. So how do we become less? You know, John said, I must become greater, or he must become greater, excuse me. I must become less. Well, he got a revelation. I think he received a revelation of who Christ really was. You know, when we start to see how big Christ is and who he really is, all of a sudden we become less. We read in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, Before the world began, the Word was there. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was there with God in the beginning. Everything was made through him and nothing was made without him. The Apostle Paul reiterates in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, where he says, But for us there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And where, And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created. And through him, we live. As we get to know our creator, 
we will become like him. Have you ever heard you become like the people you hang out with? So put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know our Creator and become like Him. Colossians 3.10 Heaven is for real. Our message here is called Creator in Heaven. You know, there was a movie out. We enjoyed it. It was called Heaven is for Real. Colton, true story. Child who got sick and uh, actually left his body. He was absent from the body, present with the Lord. And then he came back. The Lord put him back in his body, his physical body, to live on earth. He said this, heaven is for real. All the colors of the rainbow are in heaven, except they're all more. Cute. Great movie. Great story. You know, in heaven we will live in the Father's house as children. And that's why the, uh, John described it this way in John 14, 2. He says, My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And so, it's a great picture of the Father inviting us into His house as His children. And we have a room already prepared for us. You know, both Jesus and the Apostle Paul described heaven as paradise. The Greek word for heaven is paradisios. Paradisos. And the meaning is the upper region in the heavens. We read uh, as a reference verse, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 4, if you want to check that out. But Paul was not able to talk about heaven. In 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4 here, he says, This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. Heaven is a real place. Described in the Bible, the word heaven is found 276 times in the New Testament alone. Paul talks about his revelations and visions. He says, I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven. Again, check that out for yourself. That's 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 4. Now, my question is this. If a third heaven exists, there must be also two other heavens. The first heaven is most frequently referred to in the Old Testament as the sky. This is uh, the heaven that contains clouds, the area that birds fly through. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 18 says, 
that we have a second heaven. It's interstellar, outer space, the universe, which is the abode of stars and planets and other celestial objects. You know, in heaven, we're going to have new bodies. The Apostle Paul describes it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. He says, we know that the earthly tent we live in will be destroyed. But we have a building made by God. It is a house in heaven that lasts forever. Human hands did not build it. So keep in mind, what he, he used to be a tent maker, so he's using these symbolic gestures here. He's saying our bodies, our earth, earthly bodies, are, uh, he's describing them as earth earthly tents our bodies in heaven that we will live in forever when we're absent from these bodies we'll be present with the Lord in those new bodies we won't have to wait for them he describes it this way we have a building made by God it's a house in heaven that lasts forever he's describing the bodies that we have in heaven folks he's not describing place that we're going to be living. No, he's describing our bodies that we're going to have. Remember, he received all kinds of visions and revelations from the Lord. So this is a revelation that he's talking about here. If our earth suits are destroyed, the Apostle Paul says that in heaven we have a new body waiting for us. Will our bodies last forever in heaven? Absolutely, yes. He says they will last forever. There'll be no problems with them. What is heaven like? Have you ever wondered what heaven was like? Well, the Apostle John was privileged to see and report on the heavenly city. In Revelations 21, we read in verses 10 through 27, the angel carried me away by the Spirit to a very large and high mountain. The angel showed me the holy city, Jerusalem. The city was coming down out of heaven from God. The city was shining with the glory of God. It was shining bright like a very expensive jewel, like a jasper. It was clear as crystal. The city had a large high wall with 12 gates. There were 12 angels at the gates. On each gate was written the name of one of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The walls of the city were built on 12 foundation stones. On the stones were written the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod made of gold. The angel had this rod to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was built in a square. Its length was equal to its width. The angel measured the city with a rod. The city was 12,000 stadia long, 12,000 stadia wide, and 12,000 stadia high. The angel also measured the wall. It was 144 cubits high. The angel was using the same measurement that people use. The wall was made of jasper. The city was made of pure gold, as pure as glass. 
The foundation stones of the city walls had every kind of expensive jewels in them. The first foundation stone was jasper, second was sapphire, the third was chalcedony, the fourth was emerald, the fifth was onyx, the sixth was carnelian, the seventh was yellow quartz, and the eighth was beryl. The ninth was topaz, the tenth was chrysoprase, and the eleventh was jacinth, and the twelfth was amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each gate was made from one pearl. The street of the city was made of pure gold, as clear as glass. Here we get the uh, foundation of the wall, the walls in heaven. We call them birthstones here. God calls them his building material. Interesting. You know, John witnessed that heaven, the new earth, possesses the glory of God. In Revelation 21:11, the very presence of God. And because heaven has no night, and the Lord himself is the light, the sun and moon are no longer needed. Revelation 22, verse 5. Prophet Isaiah tells us in 32, 18, My people will live in safety, quietly at home. They will be at rest. This has been Creator and Heaven. God bless.